0: So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin, here with me beautiful boys brandon hello and ben greetings what's up hey how you doing i'm doing all right i mean again i mentioned this on a couple shows ago to say like i hate to start with the weather it is fucking hot today too hot it's the hottest day so far this year i think
2: i only looked one time at the weather which i almost never look at the weather anymore because it is gonna be what it is yeah but it was 92 when i looked at it
1: now not a complaint. Yeah. Just a, an acknowledgement. Though I do have a slight complaint because I did want to go out on skateboard today. Yeah. But I went out there for maybe 10 minutes and I was soaked in sweat almost <laughs> instantly. I'm just a sweaty guy. Yeah. In general, I get sweaty very quickly.
2: I was like, I can't, I can't do this. That's right. right. I overheard this dude today saying, oh, it's supposed to be 97 a couple of days from now. And I'm like, I don't know if that's true or not, but. Yeah. Supposed to cool down throughout the week. So, our problem here is not necessarily the heat, it's the humidity is mm. the one, and two, the rapid weather changes. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a lot of places in the country, I understand, but here, like, literally one week it was 25, and by the end of that week it was 85. Right. And that's just like that messes with my head, literally. Yeah. And, and, uh, Whatever the other word is, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Good news and bad news. Bad news: I did total my car about you know a couple months ago. Good news: to say the new car has AC. Damn, one of my cars does not have AC, Ooh, and it's uh, that's rough. I I did that for probably almost two years, I'd say,
1: and it damn. not good. I think that my air conditioner probably had a leak, and all the. Fluid is gone. Yeah, I don't know it. if that's something easy to fix. It depends. It dep- yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, because you can like feed the bioluminescent shit through it, but yeah, yeah.
2: You know, then it's expensive to fix if you can isolate it, but it's hard to isolate because even if you put the stuff through it, that like is supposed to to seal up all the gaps and stuff. Yeah, if it's been empty too long or the compressor shot or something like that, yeah. it's hard to isolate.
1: I'm so annoyed because with my cars, it's like. It's like a ping pong back and forth of which one needs worked on. <laughs> so I just got all my tires replaced on the one car. And as I was driving home, I heard like a I'm like, oh, I guess I need new brakes now. Nice. <laughs> so I actually meant to call the shop to get that in today, but it didn't happen. No, <laughs> Not I today's. understand that completely. Yep, yep, Probably yep, tomorrow yep. I will do that. But this is the HB podcast, your weekly gaming podcast from Handsome Phantom. We're happy to be here hanging out. Hanging out with you. We appreciate it. And we thank you for listening to this podcast. It means a lot. Uh, if you do like it, we always like to hear from you guys, whether it's just your your thoughts on some of the different opinions or whether you have a comment or question. And there's lots of different ways you can interact with us and the show, whether that's on Twitter, twitter.com slash handsome phantom, on our Discord channel, which is Discord, wait, handsomephantom.com slash Discord, or, uh, you know, leave us a rating and review. And if you've tried that Discord link, in the last, I don't know,
2: six months or something. About a month ago, I realized that link was dead. The oh, invite no. had expired. So I fixed it. The, the same handsome slash discord still works. It will redirect you to the right place. But if you tried it in the past and it didn't work, try it again.
1: Damn. Yeah. All right. So let's just go right into it today. And I've got a very, very important story to start off this very show. important very oh. important maybe the i'm sure one of the biggest that this show has seen yet and that is persona 4 golden is apparently coming to the personal computer platform Boo. <laughs> i'm just kidding well, i just, I just wanted to my house. I, I just
0: wanted to tear you down i just wanted to tear you down i'm sorry
1: so here's the info that we know right now this comes from Kamatsu. says, Atlas will release Persona 4 Golden for PC via Steam on June 13th. Multiple sources with knowledge of its release have told Gamatsu. The announcement is planned for the PC Gaming Show 2020 on June 13th, where Atlas will debut the PC version followed immediately by its release. Now you may be wondering, how do we know this? News of the PC version first leaked earlier today after Twitter user Nidomata pointed out a supposed Steam DB listing for the title, which Steam DB developer Pavel Dinyuk later confirmed is for Persona 4 Golden. Then some other well-known industry people also went in and confirmed that they knew this to be true and that it would be happening, but there is a smoking gun here, people. Uh We know it because the infamous uh, PC anti-piracy software called Denuvo has a support page listed for Persona 4 Golden. Literally on their website, I'm I'm holding up the iPad so you guys can <laughs> see it. It says, uh, "Dear Persona 4 Golden player, if you're re- reading this page, if you reach this page by launching Persona 4 Golden, it is possible that you have a firewall active." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Anyway, this is all the confirmation we need. Persona 4 Golden wow. is coming to the PC. In fact, this is kind of Usually we start to get these leaks before E3 conferences happen. In fact, I was just thinking it's amazing we haven't seen any leaks from the PlayStation 5 event that we will talk about again later. So this is kind of one of the first, like, E3, non-E3, we'll say, leaks. So uh, I was going to ask what you guys think, but... I know, Ben, that you have some experience with this game. Very little. But as far as from, you know, this is a beloved Vita game. Yeah. This is what people consider the best Vita game often appears number one on many lists. What do you think about this game moving over to uh, PC? I think it's interesting to see
2: it jump not only platforms, but uh, what's the right word? It'd be like if a if a game that was exclusive, the PlayStation went to xbox Mm. like that in and of itself is big enough news that it's worth being talked about right um two i think it shows that there's enough of an audience that wants it that they're willing to invest in it i don't think this kind of i mean i don't know anything about game development past you know a layman's uh conversation but this kind of game i don't feel like would be as hard to port as some other games may be so it's like an obvious one too and uh the least to me. So that's certainly cool, but I mean I'm excited for the people who are excited. I just have determined it's not the type of game for me.
1: Okay. Why not bring it to PS4? Now, that's the question though. Is obviously we have all these smoking guns about the PC version. But I wouldn't necessarily take a PS4 version off the table. Hmm. It's possible that this announcement is going to be made like hey, for the first time ever, the Persona series is coming to PC. It's an important deal for the PC gaming show. But who knows? Maybe that's same later. Day, tweet. Tweet, hey, P- Persona 4 is now available yeah. on PS4 as well.
2: I mean, that shouldn't even, I don't know for sure, but that shouldn't require um,
1: that much uh, extra porting, right? do think. Yeah, because I have to assume that atlas put catherine on pc a little while ago with a catherine classic before they did full body and it was pretty much just a straight port of the xbox 360 ps3 version with of course you know um you can up the resolution things like that right so i think we can probably expect the same from this persona 4 golden port on pc so yeah i i feel like it would be a missed opportunity for them to not put it over on ps4
0: yeah Yeah, no, I agree. I'm just like, why not? If it's on PC at that point, I feel like, at least money wise, it would make sense. Now, are you going to get it as soon as it comes out on PC
1: or or are you going to see what happens? No, it's. I'm like, if it comes to PC and PS4, I will probably buy both (laughs) on the same day. I, well, I thought about that. I'm like, which would I buy it for if it's for, if it comes out for both? Right. My gut would be to go to PS4 to try to get some more trophies for it, even though I didn't never got the Persona 4 golden platinum. It's a pretty hard platinum to get. yeah, possible in one run. Very, very difficult wow. to do, though. yeah. So either way, I will be picking it up for sure. Mm. so excited about that. But enough persona talk. Because Great. we've got even more juicy Dustin Furman specific rumors. <laughs> oh, this has been no. a good week for me because coming uh this is from Rock Paper Shotgun. And this kind of just evolved through Twitter, and that is Bloodborne is coming to PC according to many rumors. Now we've we've kind of thought this for a long time. Well I mean we've talked about the logical Yeah, yeah the idea of it. Yeah
2: right
0: but yeah i guess this is i first saw it on twitter but
1: right so the way this went down was there was a streamer named casey explosion offered to donate a hundred dollars to racial justice charity if someone would leak some juicy details about any upcoming bloodborne news and it seems like someone actually did take her up on that offer because the next tweet was a screenshot of said money being donated by a thread confirming that bloodborne would indeed be making its way to pc now when this happened, some other people came out of the woodworks and said, hey, this is true. Let's see here. Uh, someone else uh, on Twitter, a former game informer editor, Aram Khan. That's the guy that's been working with Kind of Funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think so. He said, not going to comment specifically on Bloodborne on PC rumors, but suffice to say from soft fans probably have a lot of reasons to be happy in the next two years. Now, one last thing. A small YouTube channel named PC Gaming Inquisition went up shortly after, going even further to claim that Bloodborne would be coming to Steam and that Bluepoint games are helping with the port. Why so, wouldn't they be? You know, that's so interesting, though, because we've heard so many things about what Bluepoint is doing. We're like, oh, for sure, it's going to be Demon Souls yeah. remake. But obviously, Bloodborne doesn't need a remake yet. So maybe... Blue Point is able to do multiple things at once since this might be a little a bit on the lighter side as far as a port. Now, I didn't fully read through this Rock Paper Shark Shotgun article because I also heard that it's possible that it's coming to PlayStation 5, but that doesn't seem to be listed in this article. But that's a rumor. Did you guys see that as well? I that saw he that, said, yeah. I didn't see that. I just saw the PC stuff. That would be a little confusing for me just because... <clears throat> There's a lot of tension about uprezzing and, you know, making games better on PS5 on whether or not that should cost money. And so having Bloodborne have something like that would be kind of interesting. So maybe here's one way I could see it. Maybe the Bloodborne PC port is coming this summer, as the rumors say. And Sony thought, hmm, this might be a good example of how we can show off a new system where games can be updated to be better supported on PS5. Imagine how much of a bomb that would be on Thursday when the PS5 reveal is. Right. Like, hey, we are introducing features for developers to go back and update their games to work better on PS5. Here is our marquee title to show off those features. Bloodborne. Ooh wee! Wow.
0: What do you guys think about this? I'm excited. I might actually uh, beat it this time.
2: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> for me personally, it doesn't, it doesn't hold a lot of appeal. Mostly because uh, I came into the life cycle late and, uh, for the, the consoles. And I own Bloodborne both digitally and physically. Um, I think I paid $10 total for the two of them. Uh, well, one was a PlayStation Plus, I guess. Uh, PlayStation Plus game. And I've never played them. So like for me personally, I'm like, well, what's another, what's a, what's a, you know, I don't really care about another port or a port of a game I'm not going to play anyway. But because it is such a huge game with so much momentum, and I think it's only possibly good for them because I when mean, they've already milked all the money, they're probably going to get out of it on PlayStation. Right. Um, unless they totally remake it, which I don't think it needs to be remade.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited I would be glad for the community honestly yeah. I mean I feel like this is gonna not only obviously be great that you can play it in high fidelity but there are pvp aspects of that game and you know the more players there are in that, the better the experience for everyone I suppose you know
1: I think the most important aspect I mean obviously increased resolution better visuals is something that would be very exciting but this game's frame rate, man, is is not good. It it runs sort Sekiro? of... Sekiro? What? S- what about Sekiro? Oh, oh, no, no.
0: You're talking about oh, the Bloodborne. Frame rate frame okay, rate, right. yeah, never mind. Never mind.
1: No, th- so both all from software games on <laughs> consoles, the frame rate is just yeah. bad. Not so, great. Specifically with Bloodborne, even though it runs on. P- if you use boost mode on PS4 Pro, <laughs> it'll run pretty much a locked 30, but the frame pacing makes it feel jittery and disgusting yeah
0: when you get all them tendrils in 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 the frame at once you know (laughs) there's no saying (laughs) there's no no saying yeah you know
1: so having this game run at a glorious 60 fps maybe higher on pc would just don't even
0: say 120 don't even say that number so what
1: if what if all the
2: things we're we're saying are true though like there's no reason bluepoint couldn't be redoing demon souls and also redoing yeah. Bloodborne.
0: Well yeah, in that case, like you guys are saying, it doesn't maybe it doesn't need as much attention. You right. know. So
1: Yeah, that's one of those games that it's it was disappointing that it never got a PS4 Pro patch just because Dark Souls 3 did get a PS4 Pro patch and it was a better frame rate. They you have the option of either locking it at 30 or you can uh unlock it and then it kind of runs like forty five, fifty right. at its best moments yeah so this is really exciting and i guess the question i want to ask you guys now is that we know of horizon for sure coming to pc now we have this really strong rumor about bloodborne pc where is sony at now with pcs
2: i think they're they would only be smart to do uh it would only be smart for them to, to move on to PC as well. Right. But I I go back and forth because, one, consumer-friendly Ben says they should definitely do them at the same time, release everything at the same time. They're going to capitalize the most audience. The business smart Ben says uh, milk all the money you can out of it on the, the PlayStation hardware before putting it on the PC to get people who have never bought it as well as people who have already bought it once or twice or three times to buy it again
1: right yeah i'm just imagining like i'd love to have god of war on pc spider-man just like all of these you know monumental ps4 games
0: ben does does business ben work for activision
1: um no he probably could (laughs) probably could (laughs) (laughs) no i definitely
0: agree with you man spider-man imagine 4k spider-man swinging through the
1: city who you knows? Got, you got to wonder. I was thinking about Spider-Man now, bringing it up. That's one of the games that when they were first talking about the PS5 in that uh, that Wired article, they were like, look at how fast we can stream in all this stuff. Look at how fast Spider-Man loads. So you got to wonder if maybe Spider-Man is another one of those games that they could, in this hypothetical proposed feature that I'm putting right. up here of yeah. like updated PS4 games running better on PS5, you have to assume that Spider-Man would be one of those
0: right yeah i uh speaking of weirdly i've started replaying that again we don't have to talk about you we don't have to talk about it right now but if i don't see it now and we don't do what we've been playing i will forget
1: okay we'll probably uh, have time for what we've been playing yeah so so anyway bloodborne hopefully coming to pc hopefully by the next episode we will have full confirmation but uh who knows very exciting stuff excited to see more I have one last quick rumor. Very quick. And this is about Far Cry 6. Ooh so wee. this comes from a website called Tweaktown.com, which I had never heard of, but this was the leading article on Reddit about it. It says uh, this is from Anthony Garfefa. It says it looks like the new Far Cry will be announced in just over a month's time where we should see Far Cry 6 revealed during Ubisoft's Ubisoft Forward on July 12th. Uh, Okay, so this news actually came from GameReactor.dk, which I've never heard of that website either, but that's a foreign website. Their quote was The last Ubisoft game scheduled to be released before April, unless Ubisoft decides it's this game that should be postponed due to COVID 19 or there are other too many AAA releases in a fairly short window, is set to be Far Cry. Hmm. So. The one other detail that this leak slash rumor has is says, I don't want to ruin Ubisoft's plans by giving you all the information. But what I can say with certainty that those of you who didn't like Far Cry 5's North American setting are likely to find this game more interesting when it comes to when it's officially unveiled during Ubisoft forward on July 12th. So, Brandon, I'm going to kick this one to you. Yes, you loved both Far Cry 4, Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. Far Cry 5 having the American setting mm-hmm. less exotic than the previous Far Cries. Yes. How do you feel about going somewhere crazy once again? Uh, I think that makes it a little bit more interesting because
0: typically you don't have like elephants and tigers just roaming the woods of America usually. Right. Um, but I didn't have any issue with Far Cry 5. I thought there was still plenty of interesting things in the occult area of rural America. Uh, but I don't think it would make much sense to do it back to back like that. So yeah. I'm not surprised. Um, I think that's the great thing about a Far Cry is it can be anywhere. That's true. You yeah. know what I mean? Like like it can be in North America. It can be in... Anywhere and almost mm, anything. Yeah, exactly. Really. So, you know, I would love a Far Cry Florida
1: Oh, <laughs> Florida man.
0: <laughs> no. Um, yeah, no, I saw that news and was very excited because I've recently been playing Far Cry 4, um, and Phil's been playing Far Cry 5. I keep hearing everyone talking about it and playing the game, and I'm just yearning for something new, man, because I feel like they're on the a little bit of a precipice here because I feel like Far Cry 5 was clearly the best iteration it felt a lot more polished to me than some of the previous ones and uh i'm just hoping they get a sweet spot here and get a really killer
1: game now okay so the first three far cry games are mostly like tropical islandy type right far cry five or four takes us to the himalayas exactly so up more mountainous type region then, of course, Far Cry 5 in yeah. the American... So on American soil, is it like Montana? Yeah, yeah. It's, right? a, it's like a fictional place, but yeah, it's like in okay. rural. So I guess then where do we see... I'm trying to think what could even be next, like a, a desert, maybe, like I feel jungle? Like, yeah, I would love the jungle. I think that would be perfect. The Amazon.
0: The Amazon rainforest. Whoa. Imagine just like, you know, I could see some seriously cool foliage yeah you know what i mean uh, i'm just thinking of the possibilities especially on ps5 wow oh you yeah. know so i'm just thinking they re- what engine does far cry run on? i can't remember i think it's their own is it their own is it okay because i'd anyway but yeah. yeah i just i could see the jungle and i wouldn't be opposed to that vietnam maybe i don't know hmm.
1: whoa that would be interesting too man A lot of potential still for that series. Yeah. So pretty cool. Okay. so let's move on to an event that just happened today at the time of recording. That is Destiny 2. We got lots of new info from Bungie. So I'm going to try to get together all the information from their stream earlier today in a condensed way that we can all enjoy and discuss.
2: I watched a little bit of the stream.
1: Oh, Not, not all of it, but a little bit of it. So. First things first, the big one, their new expansion expansion is called Beyond Light. So Beyond Light is going to take place on Europa, the frozen moon of Jupiter. One of the biggest new features of this expansion is a new damage type. So it's called you basically will wield the darkness. They said it's darkness infused stasis. Hmm. Now, anyone who's played Destiny for an extended period of time knows that this is a huge shift we have had three damage types since Destiny 1 yeah. with Void, Solar, and, and Arc. Yeah. So we're adding a whole new damage type to the meta. I'm going to have to stop here. Brandon, I have to point you to this because this is pretty pretty groundbreaking for the yeah.
0: game. I wonder how they're going to incorporate it because you would assume it would be the darkness would be something incredibly powerful based upon playing the game. You right. know what I mean? You would think it would be... Man, I guess that that could go so many directions, really. I mean, is it is it specific to the guns? Are you getting
1: new darkness powers? What's going on? I'm thinking it's a whole new like subclass. Hmm. So you get specific alts that are darkness related. Interesting alts and stuff. Yeah, man. I, I I'm interested in that. I've
0: always liked looking like the bad guy. You know, when, whenever you get the raid armor and you look like. <laughs>
1: you're fighting yeah i always thought that was super cool um so i'd be interested in wielding some darkness so this new expansion will launch on september 22nd it will cost 39.99 for just the expansion of course they have also the season pass which will get you access to all the different seasonal content as well so that is pretty much all of the that announcement specifically but there's more destiny 2 Coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. These will be free upgrades for both consoles and all of the content you've bought in Destiny, whether it's, you know, base game, which is now free and your expansions will follow you to your next generation machine free of charge. Now, you may be wondering about crossplay. They said crossplay will work within generations at launch. So PS4 players can play with PS5 players. Xbox One players can play with Xbox Series X. Crossplay across generations though will still not be possible, but they are hoping to do that in 2021.
2: Not across generations, across platforms. Platforms, yeah. right. Yeah, so I think we've had this discussion before, but if we did, let's get into it. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not. But we're already you're already kind of at a disadvantage if you're playing on PC versus... I'm sorry, if you're playing on PS4 versus PC. But you're not playing against each other right now. Right. Because not everybody's, because of the frame rate. Uh, now, though, if you're playing on Xbox One and you're playing on the new Xbox, whatever name it is, um, and you can have 60 on one and 30 on the other, and you're playing in the same matches, is that going to be a disadvantage in the PvP? Oh, yeah.
1: Just make it an option. People are going to get creamed, for sure. Yeah.
2: If but you, I, I'm assuming they would do an
0: option. Yeah, I'm just like, if you if you don't want it to be cross, you know. Cross-generational. Cross-generational, just turn it off. Right. You know, you would think that they probably are asking the same question, and I agree with you, Ben. There probably would be an advantage, especially
2: with shooters. I mean, I know there's an advantage. You know? I'm just saying, what kind of but, impact does that have on the game?
1: Yeah. They did confirm that the next-gen versions of the game will be running at 4K, 60 frames per second. So, that is a nice welcome change, especially for Destiny, to run at that higher frame rate. Did they say locked? They did not say locked. Yeah, shocker. But, who knows? (laughs) Who knows what it will be? It
0: hits it in the cutscenes, man. 4K, 60 cutscenes, man.
1: So, the other clear thing they wanted to lay out was the future of Destiny 2. If you don't remember or you didn't know, it used to be that they were partnered with Activision. but uh, since Shadow Keep launched, they have now become independent. so they own the IP and they are releasing the game completely on their own away from Activision. Seemed like more of a parasite
0: parasitic relationship. I don't
1: anyway. I mean, Activision did spend like <laughs> a billion dollars marketing the game. Yeah, so I'm still curious about how they did th- they pulled that deal off. Either Bungie spent a shit ton of money... or To they buy it be- outright, yeah. Yeah, to, to buy it outright, or the relationship was so bad that they cut their losses. See, but, Activ-
2: again, Activision is a publicly traded company. We've talked about this a billion times. When they're publicly traded, they owe it to their shareholders not to lose money. So if Bungie was making the money... So there must have been either one, Bungie wasn't meeting expectations, so it was basically like a studio cut that you would do to bolster the shareholders' pocketbooks. Or two, they worked out some sort of deal. Either, like you said, Bungie paid out an enormous amount of money uh, that made it worthwhile for Activision, that made it justifiable. Or every time you spend $10 on Destiny, Bungie gets a dollar or something like that that's you know mutually beneficial. Because legally, they couldn't have just cut them loose if they were profitable and making the company money. Right. Even if it was a toxic relationship, it doesn't matter
1: because it's... That's not how the law works. That's a good point. So part of the future of Destiny 2 is they laid out not only this uh, Beyond Light expansion, but the two expansions after that. So in 2021, there will be a new expansion called The Witch Queen. And in 2022, we will get Lightfall. These will all be under the Destiny 2 banner. Luke Smith specifically said that they are not doing Destiny 3. That's not on the table At the time, they want to continue building the world of Destiny 2. So, before we move on, because there's one last final big detail, I want to see what you guys thought about the fact that if Activision was still in the picture, we'd be getting Destiny 3 probably right now. Yep, right. And now, instead, we are just getting expansions to Destiny 2. How much are their expansions normally? 40 bucks? 40 bucks.
2: A pop. You have to wonder how many more... Copies they're going to sell to people who got the who get the game for free because it's free to play now versus like so people who get it for free and they play it and they like it. So they buy a forty dollar uh, expansion versus how many people would have bought it new at sixty dollars or however much games are going to be.
1: And I have a question for you and your business Activision mind. OK, so <laughs> Bungie is now independent. Yeah, they don't need to make money for anyone other than themselves. Right. So is it possible that Bungie's like, this is what we as a group of developers and a studio want to make. Obviously, we need to be profitable in order to survive as a company, but we don't need to be making 30 times profit. If like if we were at Activision, which is a company designed due to the fact that it has shareholders to make money. Um, it's
2: possible. It's unlikely. They could still be making more money by charging less Yeah, than they would be. You know, That is possible, that they're making more money for, by charging less. But likely, I'd say it's that they know people like you and I and Brandon. We're not opposed to buying a new game. We can do it. But it's more palatable to us to play a game we already know is great mm-hmm. with a new expansion for a cheaper price than it is to buy a new game we've never had the experience of playing. Now, granted, I'm not talking about sequels and stuff, but, so, I I don't know. I think it's very consumer friendly. I think that their user base is probably far larger than we're expecting that, or we're, you know, thinking that it is. Um, At least that I'm thinking that it is. Um, And, there's another part of it too, that like, if, you've got, if, if 100% of the people buy your expansion, which is not going to ever happen. Right. But if 100% of the people buy your expansion, but there's only 200 people playing, well, you know, 200, I'm just making that up, uh, you're going to make a lot less money than if your user base is 100 million, which is also unreasonable, uh, and 3% of them buy it. You know, that I, I'm, those are just... I'm not, I didn't actually do the math there, but I'm sure it works out. Um, you know, they're probably going to end up doing better because more people have the game and then their friends are going to say, how about the expansion? Let's do this new raid and they can't do it. So they're going to buy it rather than having a smaller user base. Plus you don't have box costs. You don't have shipping costs. You don't have any of the costs that like that. $20 off the top is probably mostly wrapped up in production of the physical media. So I certainly don't think they're going to end up making less money this way. And They're not as bloated as they were probably at one point. Mm -hmm. They don't have to have anybody skimming off the top. So, uh, yeah, I think you're right there, too. So, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is consumer-friendly, most of the time, as long as there's also some business thought involved in it's going to pan out better for you in situations like this than we got to put a new box in their hands. because. I, You know, there's people like I don't think you and I either one own own stocks in uh, Activision, but there are plenty of people who own stocks who are interested in the gaming space and they understand it. But there are far more people who don't even know they own stock in Activision, who their portfolio manager just bought it for them because it was a good investment or whatever. And so they have no clue. So it's like, well, you haven't put out a new product that we can visibly see in X amount of years what are you doing right so it's it's just a difference in perspective i think
1: yeah either way i think that as a company they're able to do yeah you're, you keep saying the term consumer friendly and i think that that's it's not only consumer friendly but i almost want to call it like fan friendly yeah you know what i mean like they're able to make the game that the fans want right not and you know and and even the fact they're able to make the game the fans want While making a pricing model that suits the game more than it would make sense more for what it is than trying to appeal to, like you said, a stockholder. So, okay, the one last important detail about this Destiny reveal. So if someone's listening to this and does not give a fuck about Destiny, I'm sorry, we're almost done, is the they talked about the Destiny content vault. So
2: this is really exciting to me.
1: Yeah. Old content is going to be leaving the game and going into this vault because they specifically said the game is just simply too big right now. Takes up a shit ton of data, whether it's on your hard drive and your console or your PC, whatever. And so the patches get continually bigger. They get harder to patch the game. There's more bugs. There's just a slew of problems because of how big the game is. So they're going to start cycling out some of the original Destiny 2 base game content. So, like, they have an official list. I'm not going to read through all of it, but, like, Mars, Io, Venus, stuff like that. Some of the Warmind stuff leaving. And in in its place, not only will they be bringing in this new expansion content, but they're going to be bringing in Destiny 1 content, starting with the Cosmodrome and the Vault of Glass raid. Ooh-wee. Brandon, you and I have many... Memories. Yes, we do. Doing a vault of glass. How does this make you feel? Uh, the only thing that
0: makes me excited is the vault of glass. I'm going to be honest. I'm kind of burnt out on destiny. Weirdly, I was so massively erect for so long. Wow. And now I've deflated. Um, so the vault of glass might bring me back, though. Who knows?
1: I think that. Once you have Destiny 2. I'll just get FOMO. That's what will happen. Fuck
0: you. Don't say it, you fucker. I'm going to be playing it. Don't even. <laughs> yep. you
1: sh- oh. Dude, I feel like when it's on PS5 and you play it at that higher frame rate, yeah. it's going to make it so much more You're fun. You're probably right,
0: but I'm so bitter every time I come back. Oh, of course. Destiny is my jilted lover. Here, I just. Here's the story. <laughs> I, I just. I
2: don't even know if you guys remember this, but one morning uh, we used to get together for coffee every week. Uh, and the morning that destiny came out, you guys were both sitting there like, and I didn't play destiny one at all, but you guys were both sitting there talking about it coming out and and really kind of being down on it. And, uh, Dustin, I think you were like, so are you going to get it? And Brandon's like, no, I'm definitely not getting it. And then you were like, yeah, I'm not either. And then like 10 minutes later, Brandon's like, I think I'm going to go pick it up. <laughs> yeah. And then, Brandon, and then Dustin did too. And then eventually I got yeah. it too. I think I got like, it
1: within the week. Yeah, like
2: broke. Yeah,
1: I always
0: begrud- Yeah, I always begrudgingly spend money. I've, I've, I've just poured a lot of money into that game. Yeah, so a lot of time too, though, and a lot of good memories. I, I want that to stand out, even though you know I like to poo-poo the game. It's funny. You're right, Dustin. Vault of Glass. Some of my, literally my favorite memories in video games. Some of them. Right. You know I have many, but just hanging out. Got a group of people trying to take down this boss. It was some of the best, so I'm
1: excited about the of class. Anyway, I've been enjoying playing Call of Duty with the boys. Oh. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, but I was like, man, give me that crossplay, Destiny Two. You lost me there. I'm I'm still a Call of Duty guy, but
0: yeah, I will humor Destiny. But I'm still. Wow, I think I still this game specifically, Modern Warfare. Has, I
2: think I would shoot. You're right. This specific Call of Duty has has made choose over Destiny
0: has shown my roots even more yeah. because that's essentially essentially where I started. Now, yeah. here's what I
2: will say: every time I go and pour into a little bit of Destiny lore here and there, I get really excited to play again. But then I fall out of it for you know a season or something or part of a season, whatever, an event even, and I'm like, wait. Why do I care about this?
1: What's happening?
0: Yeah. Yeah, Also, just make it a little bit more fucking simple. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, like, I have played Monster Hunter World. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I can deal with mechanic-heavy things. But, like, if you go out, my girlfriend doesn't play video games very much, and she tried to boot up D2, and she played it with her dad. Had a good time. But, like, it's just, that at this point, like you said, there's so much content that it's kind of hard to sift through, I feel like. It's going
2: to be really interesting, too, because they're, like... You're talking about Mars and IO and everything being gone. Like, there are some significant plot points
0: there. Well, also, like, it's very possible some of the guns are tied to certain locations, too. Um, I know that's a thing. Like, certain quests can only be triggered from certain planets, stuff like that. So, I wonder. They'll probably just give them them. But, you know, I wonder how they're going to rotate that in.
1: Quests will be modified in order to fit within the current world of destiny Two.
0: yeah i mean that makes sense but
2: they launched a new maybe you're gonna get to this they launched a new season or event today right both both yeah i have not seen anything about those
1: well the dungeon just came out within the last hour or so like two hours i think so the dungeon looks sick as fuck the the gear is like um the nine you know oh okay uh, yeah i think it the the dungeon takes place in their like realm or what i don't I'm so out of the Lord's <laughs> Yeah, other. I played Shadowkeep, and yeah. I can't remember any of it. My problem is is Bungie armor diversity.
0: That's what I want because whenever I follow well, they said that whenever well good because whenever I follow them on Facebook and I'm not playing the game and I forgot that I followed the page like three years ago and I'm scrolling through and I'm seeing you know even if they just rotated it in I don't care if I'm still seeing the same exact armor years later for trial stuff I'm just like. This is something so simple that you could even charge money for and people would buy. Yeah. You know? So.
2: I am with you there, Destiny. I mean, I didn't play Destiny 1s, but I caught up on a lot of that lore. But Destiny 2, I've played every piece of content and I'm still like, wait, what is it
0: about? Yeah, again? it's just, a. yeah, it, it's confusing. And the person that left is still skipping through this Destiny conversation yeah. saying, you said it would be short. Yeah. You son of a bitch! I'm in,
1: Brandon. To, to end this off though, I don't know if you did you watch the trailer at all for the expansion. I I wasn't joking when I said I was flaccid. I'm not. I'm just. I don't. I don't really care that much, Brandon. The the trailer had, Eris. Ooh, it had the Drifter, and it had, the Exo Stranger from Destiny One. Oh shit, showing y- up. You know what? Because I was asking about her the last time we played. I was like, I I haven't forgotten. Right. Where are they at? Yeah. The three of them are, are meeting up on uh, whatever that the Jupiter moon Interesting. is. So. Okay. Okay. And there is a uh, – spoilers for the end of Shadowkeep. There is a darkness ship on the planet. So. Cool. Okay. Let's move on from Destiny. Finally, uh, this is the last big news story that we have. and It's not really big. I just want to see what you guys thought about this. This comes from the EA press room. So I will read – a little bit of this. This is a press room speak, so I'll try my best here. Says today, Electronic Arts Inc launched the first wave of twenty five plus EA games on Steam with more on the way. Starting today, players can explore Bioware's award winning role playing games, Dragon Age Inquisition and Dragon Age 2, experience high speed, white knuckle driving action in Need for Speed Heat, Need for Speed Rivals and Need for Speed 2016 and battle it out in a wacky, fun, over the top shooter Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Naperville. A selection of the bold and innovative games from EA's indie development partners like Unravel, Unravel 2, Faye, and Sea of Solitude will also become available. Additionally, these games and many others will also be available as part of an EA Access subscription on Steam that will launch to players later this summer. No, don't do that. So, and this also includes some of the new EA games that just came out, such as the Command and Conquer remastered collection that I am tempted to purchase and yeah so that's the story the story though is what they're not saying to me well i was going to say is this setting a new precedent
0: it is yeah and i that's exactly why i said no i don't care about anything else i don't care about the games that's that's what i'm worried about who's going to start putting package deals where you know origin this that the other
1: i mean i think that the having the the subscription service on steam is a good opportunity you can still buy the games piecemeal if you want or if you want to get that oh i thought they were saying you had to buy them no this okay no, no, well, no. Th- well that's better then never mind so this comes back to years ago when origin launched and ea said fuck you steam none of our new games are coming to steam anymore they'll yeah. only be available on our own platform they were the first company to defect from steam really right. then we saw you play do it there's, of course, the Epic Games Store. Um, Bethesda has Bethesda their own launcher. Has one.
2: Blizzard has their own launcher.
1: Now, Bethesda, though, very quickly, yeah, turned did a U-turn and went back to Steam because they realized it pissed people off. But they still have their own launcher. Yes, yeah. you can still buy. Rockstar also yeah. has yeah. their own launcher. So what
2: in fairness, a lot of games now have their own launcher even if you can buy it through Steam and still use it through that launcher.
1: Right. I think Uplay specifically, you could still buy games through Steam, but then you'd have to launch it through Uplay, right. which is just stupid. Crazy.
2: I mean, I guess the benefit is that you always own it even if Uplay goes away, but
1: Now, I guess my question is if you buy these EA games on Steam, will you still have to launch them through Origin? As far as I can tell, this does not say if that is the case. So what do you guys think about this reversal? They, for years and years and years, held strong on their own exclusive platform, and now they are crawling back to Steam. Ben, I feel like I know your answer here, but you have to assume it's money. It's got to be
2: money. I mean, I am platform agnostic. Basically, wherever I can get the best price and the best uh, experience is where I'm going to play. Uh, but there comes a point when you're like, it's it's less of an issue with the launcher and more of an annoyance of, I can't remember which thing this is in. How many passwords do I have? um Oh, I installed that because I hadn't played a game on UPlay for the last eight months, so now I have to put it back in. So I understand. I mean, I think there is that the littlest bit of inconvenience is going to deter some- deter someone from playing your game. People who want to play it are going to play it, no matter where it's at. Uh, maybe a few exceptions with EGS, but um, for the most part, like that doesn't bother me. It's more the um, I don't have a loyalty to Steam or anything, but it's more the idea of uh, it's just easier for you to accidentally run across something on a platform where there are more users, more games, etc. So, yeah, it's money.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm conflicted on this one, to be honest, because part of me likes the idea of all these launchers because I don't like the idea of there being only Steam and only having one platform be dominant in the PC space, so there's no competition, right? Right. But I also like the variety, the choice to buy the game wherever you like. So,
0: yeah. It's about convenience for me.
1: Yeah, I would love if everything
0: was in one place. I don't care. Yeah. You know?
1: So, it'll be curious. They don't, I think, specifically mentioned whether it's all new releases. They just specifically mentioned... The Command & Conquer remakes or uh, remasters. Wait, new EA games developed for PC will also launch on Steam alongside other platforms. So, yeah, I guess that going forward that EA games are now back on Steam. Do you think um, this has anything to do with Battlefield tanking? Hmm. Battlefield, what? I don't think, is one of the games that they've put on Not Steam. Not yet.
0: Not yet. Not yet. Hmm. New game comes out.
1: It's coming to Steam common to all the ps5 that'd be a big announcement you know Brittany, you bring up a good point that i wasn't even thinking about that i know for me probably once every three days sometimes more regularly i just look at the steam homepage. Yeah. i want to know what the top games are i want to know what's trending what looks interesting and i don't even think about a game like battlefield 5 because i don't see it on That's that true. Steam page yeah. exactly that no one plays it no one plays it either. Well,
0: exactly, and that's part of the problem. Right. You put it on Steam, people see it on the page, say, oh, shit, I forgot about Battlefield. I-, I can spend
2: 25 bucks. sure. Here's something I've often wondered. The games that are on the front page of Steam, like, oh, the- buy this game, not like, you know, these are the top games or whatever, but like when they put up an ad for them, is that Steam doing it on their own volition because they know it's selling well and they're going to make more money if it's on the front page and visible, or is there any time where the publisher has to pay to be on that page? Obviously, we're not going to probably know both. That, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder. Like, can you say like, "Hey, I want a 48-hour run of our game on in this big of a frame on the front page for you know whatever price?"
0: I mean, I was to say they'd they'd probably be willing to accommodate. You know, CD Projekt Red wa- walks in there and says, "Hey." What's going on? (laughs) You know, here's another
1: one. Gog. Not really, not really a platform, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know that there's like the main new release big window, but sometimes they'll do advertisements like that take up the whole page. Yeah. You have to assume the whole page ones are paid like you have to pay for that. Yeah, because there's nothing else. Well, then
2: there's the things that pop up and say, like, you have to scroll through. Yeah.
1: Hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. I wonder if uh, any developers out there probably. It's. there's probably
2: a portion of it that's, um, I mean, there's, there's definitely a part of it that Steam is pushing certain things where they're making the most money or they're seeing the highest user bases uh, that they know or people are, for lack of a better word, going to get addicted to and get all their friends into. But I have to think, well, I don't know, because you almost never see tiny games on there. And there are some people with more money than brains that are like, well, our game's doing terribly. Let's sink 10 grand into marketing. Right. It's not going to save them if their game's terrible. So I don't know. This is total- But I've never seen a small one on there.
1: Toro to was a great game.
2: <laughs> Toro. <dude>. I wonder <laughs> if that's on Steam. I don't even think it went on PC.
1: <laughs> ben, this is totally, totally random. But I wanted to ask you, have you seen this cross-code game? Yeah, It just got announced for Switch? I have. I want to peep that one, maybe.
2: It's an interesting aesthetic. It looks very similar to many other games. But from what I understand, the gameplay
1: is much different. It's already out on PC, which yeah. makes me tempted to just spend the 20 bucks yeah. and buy it. But I'm like, hmm, also, Switch might be fun to do some content on it that. It looks
2: but. like a Switch platform. It looks like a good game for the Switch. But right. I already have a request in.
1: They said on the, the press release that I got today between 30 and 80 hours. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. Well, first of all, that's a wide berth there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Second of all, that's a that's a big game. That's a lot of... I'm, I wonder how much of it's grinding. But yeah. people love it. I mean, people... I've heard about it for a year now or something. I never heard of it till today. Oh, really? Yeah. I've heard of people talking about it, but it doesn't look that interesting to me. But then when you... Because it's on PC and everything on PC is, you know... Yeah. I don't know. But then when you talk about it coming
1: to other platforms, I'm like, well, maybe it could maybe. be. Maybe. Yeah. Do you guys want some quickies? Oh, yeah. Of course you want some quickies. Here we go. PS5 event back on for this Thursday. 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. No new info other than that's the date and time. Just to reschedule. So, yeah. Look forward to that. We'll be excited to cover it.
2: So, uh, are we going to... Well, we can talk about this off-air. I was going we'll to... Yeah, yeah contact, I was going to ask you off, off-air. What I will say are. is... I will ask this. Is anybody going to be waiting with their credit card in hand? Oh, is, yeah. Is there a possibility they're going to say pre-order is open now?
1: Mm. I feel like...
2: I feel like there's too many places it could have leaked by this point, and especially with them delaying it with very little notice. Oh, dude, Walmart Canada would have been on this. That's right. Honestly, or France. <laughs>
1: well, Amazon France. They might pull it Apple style and say pre-orders start this weekend or start one week from today. See
2: so, yeah, the problem with that, then is you get a bunch of scalpers with mm. who are on notice. I'm yeah. not saying they won't do that. I'm saying that's historically the problem with that kind of thing. That's right. what ha- used to happen to Apple. But when Apple was limited in their supply, more so than they are now, uh, they would announce those dates, and you would just get people
1: who would build bots to buy up all the iPhones because they knew yeah. people wanted them. But
2: I'll yeah. be waiting with my card in hand for sure.
1: Oh, yeah. I like. I was telling Holly today, I'm like, okay, so definitely 100 moment i can buy a ps5 doing it yeah new graphics card most likely because i can sell the old one and it will be probably around two to three hundred dollar upgrade if i'm lucky series x still have a lot to prove also i'm i'm still holding out that i think the series x might be more expensive than the ps5
2: i'm saying with the series x if i can play everything on my pc i would much rather buy a new graphics card than a series x because I can get a graphics card that will run anything that's currently announced the specs and back uh, for 300 bucks or something. Right. And I could sell my old one for, I think, 150 So,
1: And that's the thing is that when it comes to the difference between these consoles is that from what I can gather just as an observer is that... Uh, a motorcycle going by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what I can gather as an observer is that the Series X is like very, I don't want to say off the shelf components. Right. But it's much more standard hardware, we'll yeah. say. Whereas PS5 has a lot more secret sauce in the way the SSD works and stuff like that. Right. So,
0: so Sony got that
1: sauce. They do. Plus, I mean, even though I'm
2: interested in Xbox games, I'm not as interested. So if I, if I'm going to choose.
1: Dude, what game this generation said, hey, you have to have an Xbox? Uh,
2: for me, there wasn't a game specifically for Xbox, but it was that I found an Xbox at a really good deal first, and I wanted to play Battlefront too or right. Battlefront.
1: Forza is the only series for me, and even then, it's not a need. That's the thing, dude. Thinking, okay, remove the fact that they, a lot of their games come out on Xbox and PC now. In fact, all of them do. R- remove that and just say that their first-party games only come out on Xbox, the game that I enjoyed the most was Cuphead. Yeah. Like seriously, like Halo 5 was a huge disappointment. Yeah. The only other thing I can think of is like Sunset Overdrive. Right. Maybe? Yeah, Sunset Overdrive is good. And that's but that's not like buy a console to play right. Sunset Overdrive. I
2: will feel the FOMO with the new Halo game. But right. if I can play it on PC. Right. And you also have to imagine that even though they have a new controller. For the Series X, the, the Xbox One controller should still work for PC because all their games are forward and backwards compatible. Right. So.
1: Well, they said the Series X controller will work on Xbox okay, One.
2: Yeah. So. I don't even know if I'm going to have a logical reason other than owning a box. Right. But honestly, I've got the amount of hours on Xbox compared to PS4 or PS4 compared to Xbox One, I'm probably like 30 to one. 30 hours on my PS4 for every one hour I've played on my Xbox one. Right. So I don't know.
1: It's ironic because the Xbox one debuted as a media system first and a game player second. Yeah. And that's exactly how I use mine. Yep. Yep. So. All right. That was a long quickie. Sorry. Sega has announced a Game Gear micro for Japan only. Have you guys seen this thing? It's so (laughs) silly. I want one. I think they announced it
2: during our show last week while we were recording. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's it's a Game Gear, but it's literally like it looks like it's like two inches, yeah, with like a half inch screen. It right. may maybe a little bigger than that because it it's big enough that like each button is the size of your thumb, but the buttons are like take up thirty percent right. of the of the console, or if you even want to call it a console. They're releasing a bunch of different ones with different games. They're very cute. They even have a little accessory that is a magnifying glass to make the screen oh, bigger. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I think it's kind of cool. I kind of, if the price is right, if I could get one for 50 or 60 bucks imported, Uh I might do it just for the novelty. Is that what it is? It's just a novelty product. It seems like a novelty, yeah.
0: I want that that little machine that you can crank and you can play Doom on it. You guys seen that? Whoa, no. You can play Doom on it? Where, like, the battery is you cranking it. Okay.
2: Oh, I know there's a game that has a crank. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like it, oh, it's that going to have new games every month, but I didn't realize Doom was going to be on it.
0: Yeah, I I think I saw someone playing Doom on it. I don't oh, know if it's they
1: supposed it. to be, yeah. but Doom uh, Doom runs on a shoe. Your grandma. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> With the excitement, even though this is a silly little product, I I feel like I've seen a lot of genuine excitement for it sure. on Twitter. Between this that weird crank console and the analog pocket you know that Nintendo they're yeah. like that meme of the guy in the in the yellow suit, like yeah, licking his lips right now. They're yeah. thinking about that Game Boy classic. They're just ready to go rubbing their hands. And, you know, your boy is ready to spend money on a Game Boy classic. That's right. Always. OK. Kingdoms of Amalur Re-Reckoning has been confirmed. It's releasing on August 18th. This is a game that a lot of people have a lot of affection for. I've never played it. I don't know anything about it. Do you guys know anything about it? Nope. Nope? I'm with you. Supposed to be very good. Maybe we'll check it out this time around. Last but not least, Devotion. Do you guys remember this game? The one that had the uh, Winnie the Pooh, President Shay. Is it she? Right? Shay. President Shay.
2: Well, let me say this. I had a friend in college who spelled his name the same way, and he pronounced it Shay.
1: Okay. So... In the game, they had this mockery thing of the president of China. And because of that, I guess it got quick. I was reading more about it because I didn't know a lot of the finer details. It was in the game and it quickly got patched out. Right. But it was too late because in the it was in the pirated version that people in China were getting all over the place. Right. And China went and literally shut down the publisher. Like, closed the doors. Yeah. So. It is coming back in a very limited way. There will be physical copies in Taiwan only. No Steam, no online, just physical copies. You got to wonder if this is some kind of weird restriction loophole to try to get this game out. Yeah. So I still feel bad, really bad for what happened with this game.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I and mean, it's supposed any to be, it was very, it's supposed to be very good. I'm not a fan of any kind of censorship, really.
1: Right. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. We'll follow up on that if we see anything else. I would like to play that game at some point, but.
2: I don't even know what kind of game it is. It's supposed to be really scary Okay, horror type game. I don't want to play it. So. <laughs> I, I wish them well, but I don't care to play
1: it. And that's all I have for quickies. So do we want to do a quick talk about games that we're playing? Uh, we quick? can. Mine's going to yeah. be really quick, though. Mine yeah, will be I, quick,
0: too. I don't have a whole lot to say, but I've started it. to replay Spider-Man. Um, and, uh, apparently I didn't give it much of a chance the first try because, mind you, I had a very lengthy sitting the first time coming back to it. Yeah. But I had a higher percent in the story than (laughs) the the entire couple sittings I played before. So, um, no, yeah, I feel like I'm getting back into the swing of it. Oh! You know what I'm saying? Um... But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. I honestly I you think... popping
2: those trophies.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm probably... I'm honestly working towards the plat, I think, but... Uh, the,
2: the the base plat is very easy to obtain. Well, yeah. I don't know if I should say easy, but it's certainly not hard. Yeah. The expansion ones I haven't even, I haven't even yeah. attempted. I haven't yeah, even the before.
0: expansion was only like 14 bucks, and I wanted some more suits, so I just bought it. I just, yeah. It's not that much money. Oh,
2: that's right, because you bought it at release.
0: Yeah, yeah, I have a physical disc of it, Yeah. and then I just bought the DLC, but... Um, I think it's because I watched, I finally watched Avengers Endgame. Whoa. And I watched uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Nice. And it got me kind of excited about it, and I'm enjoying it. I didn't like the combat at first. I'm getting in, you know, I'm I'm figuring it out.
1: I never watched Far From Home. It's part part of the post-Endgame that I vowed not to watch. But you weren't going to watch them in theaters.
2: You could watch it at home.
1: I feel like... I could. That's true. I feel like it gives... I don't know.
0: I feel like it is important if you watch the other one. It gave, Does it give some closure? I feel the like it does. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Mine and also uh, has a massive cliffhanger.
0: Yeah. And Ooh. plus it's like a really interesting concept. I even talked about it with Lauren afterwards. I was like, wow, that's just a neat idea. The entire thing. So you know, watch it. Yeah. Check it out. I really like the this Peter Parker. Yeah. So
1: um, Tom Holland is great. Well, he's supposed to be Nathan Drake. Pretty soon. I'm into it. So you got that going. It doesn't seem to fit the mold to me. Yeah. I don't know about it either. Ben, what are you playing? Uh, pr- Pretty much what
2: I said last week is the same thing. I'm playing a little more Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Okay. Uh, playing a little more
1: Warface and playing a lot more Warzone. Okay.
2: That's kind of it for me.
1: Nice. For me, I, I finished my Portal 1 and 2 playthroughs. Nice. Fantastic. Highly recommend to go back. They... It's it, they could have been released yesterday. They're, they hold yeah. up perfectly well, especially if you play them every three or four years. You forget the solutions. You forget all the jokes. So it's all fresh. I'm basically. sure I would have no clue now. So yeah. Yeah. So that was fun. And
2: I played that, on PC.
1: Yeah, I played yeah. on my PC. So other than that, I actually haven't played much the last few days. But based on that Destiny 2 reveal. I'm hopping back in probably in the next day or so. Nice. I'm going to buy the current season because I don't think I think it's like 10 or 15 dollars or something. It's not much. The current. Yeah, I think you're right. So why not? A little fun thing to do. So that's it for me.
2: I need to reinstall it, honestly, because I know if you get back into it and there's an opportunity to play together, I want to play it. But. I also know I'm going to play (laughs) Warzone. I know
1: Brandon right now. I don't want to. He's shaking his head. He doesn't like it. You guys are going to make me play
2: it. You
0: guys are going to make me play it. Fuck you. Play something else. He knows he's play something else. Fuck you. You don't buy
2: it. You don't buy it. None of you buy it. (laughs) I'm not going to buy anything right now.
1: No, you ain't buying shit. I'll
2: buy the new expansion probably when it comes out. All right,
1: fine. There is either a war happening outside, or someone thinks it's the Fourth of July today. Both. Because I'm hearing, you know, Vietnam shit going on, outside. It's probably good to wrap up the podcast. I
2: don't. Yeah, I think you're right. But I don't know if it'll still be the case when this releases tomorrow for patrons or Thursday for everybody else. But the Oculus Quest is back in stock.
1: Oh, shit. Those have been really hard to find. I'm thinking about
2: buying one, playing (laughs) Half-Life Alex, and then selling it used and making my money back.
1: I need to finish Half-Life Alex. The main reason that I haven't is because my allergies have been really bad. Yeah. And it's hard to wear contacts. Yeah. And I don't want to wear glasses and play VR.
0: Do you ever put anything in the washing machine in that? The washing machine? Yeah, it spins. In Half-Life Alex. Yeah. I've not done Click that. the button on the washing machine. It spins. Put some shit in there and then what press it? a little, pull a little head crab in there. Yeah,
1: did do it. All right. That's it for this episode of the HP Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. I didn't mention at the top of the show, but patreon.com slash handsome phantom is a place where you can support us and also get this show early. We would appreciate that. It would mean a lot to us. And uh, we have all kinds of different rewards there. So check it out. Last but not least, this show is sponsored by Ball's Garana, which is a delicious energy drink. And uh, check them out, too. So that's it. Until next time. See you guys later. Bye. The HP Podcast and Handsome Phantom are fan-funded through patreon.com slash handsomephantom. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Ben, Jared Cavaliero, Jason Canham, Michael J. Sutherland, and Shuttleworth.